Thanks for joining us for the Exchange Church Podcast. Here's this week's message from Pastor Trey Rose. I'm in a series uh, last week, by the way, it was an incredible sermon. Wow, it was awesome. And uh, I can say that because it's God's word. Anytime someone's speaking God's word, like, it's awesome. Um, but I started a series called Begin Again, Begin Again, and I want to go to part two. Last week, I talked about how to read the Bible, and for those of you that showed up to Heart and Soul Sunday night, I went in more detail on how to read the Bible, and we had um, a good time, and showed you how to go online and research different stuff. It was awesome. Today, I want to talk to you about prayer. You know, Vince Lombardi, arguably one of the greatest coaches of all time, whenever he would start a practice season every single year, he would take his, his players into the locker room and they'd have a conversation, and it would start out something like this. This is a football. He, he took them back to the very basic fundamental things of football and they found out that by going back to the basics they actually became better players they became a better team and so I want you and I to have some conversations over this coming weeks just about the basics and kind of stir something that maybe has gotten a little bit dusty on your bookshelf and uh, today is prayer I want to take you to Matthew chapter 6 verses 1 through 15 I'm going to read my Bible. It's a little different version than yours. It's okay. You can follow along. Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. I think there's something really powerful when we become honest about our secrets. Like the secret places of our life. You know, there's some some power i i can tell when people have spent time with jesus i don't know how you feel about that but like i can tell it's they just carry something i I can tell when my wife spends time with jesus like honestly this morning i've told her twice i think already i'm like god is all over you like she's carrying something and and when i when i sense god on some something or someone i try to tap into it because i understand uh that whatever is on them can get on me. Now that works in a good way, but also a bad way. So you have to be careful what you allow to get on you. Um, But I wanna challenge you to spend a little bit more time in the secret places with the Lord. I'm a pastor and well, you know that. Um, One of the challenges in my life is building a relationship with Jesus because of Jesus, not because a sermon that I'm going to preach in seven days. It's amazing when you're a preacher, it's amazing how every seven days a Sunday rolls around like clockwork. 
I'm like, Jesus, take, take one Sunday out a month or something. But my challenge is, and I love, I love the word of God. I love it. I eat that up. I, hours every day I'm reading God's word and I'm spending time with, I'm doing ministry things. The challenge for me is when I set aside the ministry and all the dust settles from a Sunday, do I really know God? Do you know what I mean? And I, I don't get to know God better by preaching a great sermon to you. I mean, it's my honor and it's my pleasure to preach a sermon. Oh, thank you. This hot. You, this is perfect. It's about 94.6 degrees. Perfect. It's my honor to preach to you. But at the end of the day, like me preaching a great sermon doesn't make my Mondays any better. Like I need Jesus. You know what I mean? I, it's real easy for me to let you think that I'm close to Jesus because I got 30 minutes and I get to wow you. Well, sometimes you're wowed. Sometimes you're not wowed. And I, I, I kind of, my highest honor in life to be a preacher. But just give me Jesus. Like if the lights were to fade today, if God pulled me off the platform tomorrow, if none of you showed back up next week, at the end of the day, I just need Jesus. And that doesn't happen in the context of me presenting something to you. It happens when I lay my heart bare before the Lord. The good, the bad, the ugly. Say, Lord, this is, this is where I am. This is what I'm going through. Use it for your glory. Transform me into your image. And that happens through prayer. It really does. A conversation with Jesus. In verse 5, Jesus has given some instruction, Pedro. And it says, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many, many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This then is how you should pray. Will you just say this prayer with me? Our Father in heaven, let's read it together. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive other people, then they sin against you. Your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others of their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. How many know that memorized in King, King James Version is way easier? You're like, what is this English that we're saying? Just do it right, Trey. I know. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom in heaven, let it be here on earth. God, help us to pray. 
I feel like all of these chairs that are set out in some way or another, it's our prayer life. You know? It is. It's our prayer life. I love this chair. I work in, in this chair. This was in my office, and a couple months ago, they redid my office. They were surprising me, and it was awesome, and I'm very grateful, but they moved my chair. And, and I found it in storage, and so I put it on a dolly, so I, I roll it in and out, and I work out by the front glass in, in this chair. And um, Chase, you know you're never supposed to take off your shoes like this. Never. It ruins them. You have to do this. You have to untie it and then pull it off with your hands. Especially if they're good shoes. If they're not good shoes, it doesn't matter. I don't think I'm wearing matching socks today. But um, maybe this is, this is your prayer life. Like this, this chair right here. How many of you like to pray, by the way? Praying's fun. Yeah, everyone's like, well, we have to raise our hand on that one. We're in church. This pulpit is in my way. This chair, this is like some of us, I call this, um, uh, <laughs> what's so funny? That's fine, Shane. I'll leave it. I'll leave it out here. You, you, sorry, man. Uh, this, this chair, our prayer life often is, uh, I call this a squirrel chair. Squirrel. Like you sit down and you pray and you're like, hey, hey, uh, God, let's spend 20 minutes to get squirrel. Hey, God, uh, let's spend some time together. Oh, I'm hungry. Hey, God, uh, I really need to talk to you. You know what I mean? And it's like, you just constantly turn, you can't get focused. How many of you can be honest enough in church to say that's part of your prayer life? I try to pray, but then I just like, nope, nope. Oh, I see Jesus. Oh, I see Chad. Oh, there's Jesus. Oh, I see lunch. No, you're not. I was, do you know what I mean? One thing I've learned about God is he will take whatever you're willing to give. And even if it's only that momentary glance, I know you don't want to pray that way, but God loves every moment. Every moment that you make eye contact, he just adores that moment. This is the squirrel chair. This, um, let's see, here's another prayer chair. This prayer chair, I'll call, um, this is called a chase. By the way, chase, thanks for bringing the chase out for me today. This is, our prayer life is more like we're, we're in counseling. You know what I'm saying? You're on the couch, the doc, doc's talking to you. So tell me how you really feel. And you're praying and, you know, it's like, it, hey God, everything is wrong with my life. Like, my marriage is awful. My kids are crazy. Like, my bills are out of control. My self-image is awful. 
And like we just kind of vomit on God. You know, how many of you do that? I do that sometimes. Yeah. But God likes that too. He, he likes your honesty. He does. Um, then there's, let's see. This, I'm going to call this the granny chair. How many of you remember going to grandma's house and the hard wooden chairs? Yeah, they're just hard. Like nothing comfortable about grandma's house except the food that gets on the table. Like you're willing to sit in the hard chair because you know what's coming, you know? I think a lot of times our prayer life is like that. Like we just resort to tradition and what we've heard and what we've grown up with. And we don't ever challenge our concept of God through prayer. Like we've got all the formulas, all the Our Fathers, all the Hail Marys. Do you know what I mean? Like we've got a catalog and we just kind of jump to that rather than letting the Spirit move us in dialogue and communication. Let's see. Uh, this... This chair is probably more like my prayer life, my favorite chair. Um, it's because it's versatile. You know, it's like you can kick your feet up, you can go all the way back, or just in the middle, or legs down. Like that's, I feel like my prayer life is versatile like that. Like I can, I can pray in the shower and feel the presence of God. I can, I can pray in my office and feel the, the presence and power of God. I can pray out in nature and just sense God. The only place I can't pray is on I-35. Versatile. This, this chair, this prayer life, I call this the millennial chair. You know what's up. Millennials, millennials, I love millennials. Um, I don't even know what the age is for a millennial. I just know that they're younger. They're younger than me. Here's what I believe. I believe the greatest move of God that this world has ever seen will, will be transferred in through millennials. I really believe it. I, I am so excited. There has never, ever, ever been a better time to be a follower of Jesus, the opportunities, Gabe, that you guys have with social media platforms and just technology in general, like you can reach the world for Jesus in a way that my generation couldn't. Like my generation, I, I'm from a cool group, like the 40 somethings, you know, we're good. We, we're flexible. We know how to go from a flip phone to a smartphone. When texting first started, Lydia, I swore that it was never gonna catch on. I was like, people are not gonna text. That takes too long. They're just gonna call. Now, millennials are like, call. Don't invade my privacy, like, text it. This is the millennial chair. I think our prayer life, what, what I love about millennials is, you know what they care most about? Everything. They do, everything's a big deal to millennials. Now, it's, it's kind of annoying on, on some level, but I think it's awesome because everything's a big deal to God. Everything is. Like the person um, who's not in church right now, who, who is shooting up heroin is, is a big deal to God. The, the person who doesn't have a home, who 
won't even have lunch after church. All of you are excited about your chewies and your schlotskis and whatever it is that you've, you've already got preparing up in here. There are people that can't eat and that's a, that's a big deal to God. Like we need the things that are big deals to God. We need them to be big deals to us. World issues need to be church issues. Like we are the hope of the world. Do you, do you hear that? Like if Jesus is the answer and the vehicle he's using is the church, then you and I have a responsibility to this generation, to this kingdom on earth to bring heaven to it. That means everything that God cares about in our millennial chair, we can chat with God about. And, and prayer is just a conversation. Jesus gets me. He knows me better than you do. He knows me better than my wife. He knows me better than my kids. He knows me better than I know myself. So prayer, it may look scary, but it's just a conversation, man. Just a conversation, that's all it is. You can tell the health of your prayer life by how you perceive God. In other words, if you were to judge your prayers, do you see God more as useful or beautiful? That's what you need to start asking yourself. And I think it's important. God is useful. Like, I want a God who can heal my neck and who can heal my shoulder and who can heal cancer. Do you know what I mean? Like, thank God for a God who is in the business of being useful to his creation. But let me never forget just how beautiful he is. And if my conversation only involves what I need and what I want in the moment, then I really never get to know the full nature of God. I like to pray. I pray a lot. Pretty much if I'm not talking, I'm praying, like in my head. I like to pray with my eyes open too, which kind of creeps people out sometimes. But I like to see what God is doing. You know, as I'm, like you don't know this, but right now, Steve and Destiny, I saw you in the crowd and I've already prayed over your family. Like while I'm preaching, I can multitask. While I'm preaching, I've just prayed for your family and I'm praying for even more unity to flood your home than ever before and for blessing to overtake you. Like a season that you're coming into that you, you are gonna not even be able to outrun the favor and blessing of God on your life. And I believe that there are going to be contracts made and I have no idea what that even means or how that applies to anything in your world, but I want you to pray about it because there are some kingdom contracts that are about to be made that are gonna bring tremendous blessing to your family. But you just pray, just, hey God, I'm really hungry. And I, I would really like um, my brother-in-law James to pay for my lunch today. It's just a convert. It's a conversation. Now, I, wa I want to have a few people come up here and help me. Um, Jordan, come up here, son. Yes, sir. That's my son. I can, I can force participation. Uh, Mom, come, yeah, come up. Yes. One of my 15 moms. 
That's my mom, everybody. Mom, come up here. Let's get um, my wife, is, who's leaving, no? Uh, can you come up here? All right. Cheryl Biggs. Have a seat. Pick a chair, any chair, any chair. I don't care. Just pick a chair. Greg. Greg. Uh, who else? The chairs don't have any significance to your prayer life. You can choose any. Uh, Tiffany, would you like to participate? While they're coming, anything on your heart about prayer? How I love, you know what I love about you? I love, I love your prayer life. Like people don't know that um, you like, you like hole up in a cave and spend time with Jesus. Um, that never gets talked about, never celebrated, but it's just your time with Jesus. She, um, I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, several months ago, Carrie decided to make a space for Jesus. I'm probably getting details wrong. So will you talk about that? I, I want you to talk about your prayer space. Okay, so um, that was quite a while ago. Yeah, years. Um, I um, just sat in the study. I, I sat aside this this spot in the study and it was a specific chair and I had like a prayer board and I would put prayer requests and stuff up there and it was so awesome because there's something about writing those things down and then beginning to see God um, answer them and you can cross them off and it's just amazing because you know we can get into a pattern of praying all the time and God answers our prayers and but when you write it down and you see it you don't forget and sometimes, you know, we just get so busy and go from day to day to day that God's answering our prayers, but then we don't realize he's really hearing us and he is. And so it was just really eye-opening for me at that time because I was just intentionally really writing everything down and then, you know, revisiting it and going, oh, God answered that. I can cross that off. Oh, he did that. I can, I can take care of that. And it was just so neat to see what God was doing and and how he was answering. And I just encourage you, if you don't have a journal or a prayer journal where you can write those things, find some kind of way to write things down. And then you can celebrate as God is, you know, answering that prayer. And I know that um, shortly after that, I um, was actually in Orlando at a conference and um, with my aunt and uncle and someone was praying over me and they said, you know, you have a secret place with God. And I'm like, what? You know, and, and, and he, they were praying and they said, you know, God loves to meet you in that place. And he loves to meet all of us in that place. He wants us to set apart that special time where it's just him and you. And it's such an intimate, wonderful place to be because God has so much he wants to impart and talk to us about. But we sometimes don't sit down and take the time to ask him questions. I know that's, that's one of the things that 
we can do during our prayer time. It's not just sit down and say, God, can you do this? God, do this. God, do that. God, I need this. God, I feel bad about this. It's actually sitting down and communing with him like you would with a friend where you're just saying, God, this is going on. What do you think about that? Because I can promise you his perspective of it's going to be completely different than yours. And I just think it's such a wonderful time when we do that because he shows up and um, changes our perspective. And that's a wonderful thing that so many of us need um, on a regular basis. So I encourage you to set, set that, that spot, find that place, whether it's in a closet, in your bedroom, just wherever. I really like what you're saying because I, and I, I think we need to understand that prayer is like a give and take. It's almost like you're dancing with your creator, right? Um, so you, you kind of talk, but also take time to listen. He wants to talk to you. I, I actually have gotten to where every day I pray over um, people that I, like, I don't like, you know? Um, that's my remedy for anger, honestly, is I pray the mess out of these people. And it's really hard to hate someone when you realize just how much Jesus loves them. And, and so I'll start most of my prayer time just praying over people that I don't like, honestly. And I, that makes me sound not very holy, but I have just not reached that level of righteousness where I like everyone, you know? I'll get there someday. Uh, but the next best thing is to pray for them. I mean, Jesus said for a reason to pray for your enemies. And so that's really important. Just asking God to give you his eyes for that person. Um, I want to do an example of prayer. So I'm going to ask all of you to pray, maybe 60 seconds or so of a prayer, Jordan. And uh, this is not a pray off. So we're not, you know, you can call down fire. My mom, you, I love to hear you pray. Um, but like the goal is not to scream and shout and all that. Let's just talk, talk to Jesus about some things. Michaela, I want you up here too, dear. Um, Greg, I want you to pray specifically. Huh? I want you to pray over people's dreams, like not night, nighttime dreams, like dreams, their goals, their plans. And in fact, while Greg is praying for dreams, just a grace for dreams to be fulfilled, if that's you, if there's a dream stirring in you that you want God's favor on, I want you to stand to your feet while he's praying over you, okay? Uh, Tiffany, I want you to pray for communication in families. Family communication, healthy communication. Um, Mom, I want you to pray for legacy. Um, I mean, it, this service is amazing to me because I got my mom and my dad here. I've got my mother-in-law and my aunt and like so much family and just legacy being birthed. Uh, so I want you to just pray for legacy that we won't live just for today, that we'll understand that God is doing something in our world among us. Michaela, I want you to ask the Holy Spirit what you need to pray for. I think you probably already know what you're feeling, uh, but just be spirit-led in that. Jordan, I want you to pray that kids are obedient and do the dishes. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I've been praying for that for years. And No, come here, son. Come down here. 
I want you to pray. Um, ooh, I want you to pray something that God is really doing in you. I want you to release on the crowd, and that's identity. Um, there's, there's been new boldness that's come over you and just knowing who you are as a son. Um, and so I just think about that and pray over people that are having an identity crisis, people that don't know that they are sons and daughters, okay? Babe, you're, you pray over whatever you want to pray over, um, and maybe you can go last and wrap us up, all right? All right, Greg. Do I stand or just... Whatever you want to do. Okay, I want to stand. All right. This is for dreams. Dreams. Father, right now, I thank you for everybody that is standing. The faith that it took just to stand up to say, I have something inside of me that God has placed. And I know that the dream inside of me is not for me, but it's for other people. It's for God to do something amazing and for people to see him in a new light. Right now, I'm thanking you, God, for the faith and the resources. The dream that's inside of you is bigger than you can can even think or imagine the thing that you're thinking of is like what that's not that's not me that's not I mean that's impossible how can I do that that's the dream that you want to pursue and I want to say to everybody in this room standing or not standing you have a big big dream inside of you and I don't know if you know what it is or not yet but right now in this moment he's going to reveal it to you and if you already know what it is he's going to give you the faith to go after it, to run, and never look back. In Jesus' name. Jesus' Amen. name. All right, Jordan. Go ahead. Um, dear God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for everyone here. I thank you that um, we're all created by you that you like made all of us by hand in that anything that anyone's going through that you'll just release peace and patience and everything over them i thank you for um the way you made all of us that anyone who feels like they're not enough or that they're um not good enough that you'll just impart peace and a lot of your other things that you like doing to people I like loving people. Um, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Tiffany. Lord, Father, our good and gracious Father that loves us, our big daddy. Father, thank you for your grace that blankets over us. Thank you for our, your mercy that pours over our hearts and pours over our daily lives. Father, please forgive us. Forgive us for, for having our ears full of earwax and for having our, our eyes full of sleepy because we just want to be heard. We just, we just want everybody to know how we feel about this. 
we want everybody to understand that they're hurting us, but Lord, forgive us, forgive us for our pride. Forgive us for, for putting ourselves first above others. When you told us, you told us to put others ahead of ourselves. So Lord, we step into the humility that you have for us. We bring our pride as our offering. Lord, please forgive us, forgive us for not hearing. Lord, we extend forgiveness as you've extended forgiveness to those people in our family that have hurt our feelings. They've disrespected us, they've dishonored us. They just keep coming and coming and coming with insults. But Lord, that's not on us. You've forgiven them, you've forgiven us. And we step that aside. God, give us eyes to see their pain, to see their hurt, to see their perspective. Lord, you've got your perspective. Show us how you see them because that's your daughter, that's your son. And they need to be heard just like we wanna be heard, Father. So in these days that come where we've had broken relationships and stalled communication and misunderstandings, Father, break that in Jesus' name. That is not your purpose or your plan. Your plan is for unity. Your plan is for communication. Your plan is for love and to walk together in the power and the might and the great and the mercy, all the grace that you have for us. Our families are gonna be healed with this communication and the open lines. Father, clear our eyes, clear our ears. We wanna hear your word in Jesus' name. Amen, beautiful. Well, legacy, mom, you wanna pray over legacy? I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful. I'm so glad, God, that I'm able to come before you, Father God, with an open heart, God, to lay everything at your feet, God, to know, God, that you care about anything that concerns me, God. If it concerns me, Lord, it concerns you, God. Father, I thank you right now. I thank you, God, that when you placed us in the womb, God, that you placed us there with a plan and a purpose upon this earth, Father. And God, I want to do what it is, God, that you have called me to do, God. And Father, I want your protection, your guidance, God, as I go along, God. Father, that it's not I, but it's you, God, through me, God, that can accomplish that which you have called me to do, God. Father, I pray for my children, God, that you will be with them, Father, as they endeavor to go upon this earth, God, and fulfill the call, God, that you've placed upon their life. God, I know, God, that the enemy will come against us, for he has done it many times and will still continue to try, God. But, Father, greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world, God. And we know, Father God, that which you send us to do, God, will be accomplished in your name, in your name, Father. God, I thank you, God, for the legacy, God, that I see. God, as my grandparents served you with all their hearts, God, they taught my parents to love you, to serve you, God. Father, as I 
have tried with all my best abilities, God, to teach my children to love you and to serve you, God. God, I know that my grandchildren are walking under my children's guidance and leadership, God. And I know great things are to come, Father. Bless my children. Bless my grandchildren. Father, those that are here today, bless them, God, as they endeavor, God. Fulfill the calling that you've placed upon their lives, God. That when the enemy comes against them, God, that you will rise and rise up, God, and you'll raise up that standard, God. And that you will encourage them, God. Strengthen them, God. Give them a boldness, God. Give them a righteous anger, God. And God, help them to see the work of the enemy revealed to them when he has come up and trying to distract them. For he has come to kill, steal, and destroy. But God, right now, they are under your umbrella. And I thank you, Father God, that you're going to use and accomplish, God, what you said would be accomplished and father i thank you for it i thank you god i thank you god many legacies wonderful legacies wonderful legacies god will be accomplished and fulfilled through those in this house today god decree and declare it right now in the name of jesus amen i guess you're pentecostal huh a little bit a little bit i loved it God, you know how to get that little quiver. Ooh. I love it. What has God placed on your heart? Um, so I heard the word compulsion. And so first I was thinking substance abuse. That's what I'm studying. So I thought maybe that's where my mind went. But um, I feel like it's a greater scale. It's not just alcohol and drugs or, you know, Nicotine, whatever it, whatever your compulsion is, it's not just that, but there's small things as well. Like there's something that you don't like about your daily routine that you can't stop doing. You just always do it. And it can be something super small, like you curl up in bed and eat chips to feel better about yourself every night. Like really, it can be something really small, um, but there's some sort of compulsion. And I feel like you saw your mother and father do it or your grandfather and grandmother do it, and it's kind of like a generational thing. So this can be with substance abuse or any kind of compulsion. So if that's you, it's in your family, maybe you've had a fear before that maybe that addiction will hop onto me. Just stand up and we'll pray over you. Anyone in your family. So God, I just... I just speak to this generational curse of addiction right now and of compulsion, and I command it to go in the name of Jesus, and I thank you that it ends here, that this is where it stops, and I just see chains flying off of all of you, falling down at your feet. I hear the sound of them hitting the ground, hitting the ground over and over again, and I just ask, Father, right now that you would just unlock freedom inside of their hearts, that they would stop carrying the shame for the sins of their family members right now, and that you would just help them to experience this satisfying freedom, knowing that they are going to choose to walk away and to make a different decision than their family members. 
Lord, and I, I just bless them. I bless their spirits to be highly motivated. And any questions that they're wondering, any, um, I feel like you've been wondering, how can I stop doing this? And I feel like he's saying, just ask him because he's going to give you those answers. So I bless their minds right now to receive fully the word that you want to give them from heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I just quickly want to uh, share something with y'all. I called Trey and shared it with him. Um, like I said, the enemy is out to steal, kill, and destroy any way he can through any means that he can do that with. And I, I was, have had a few times in the past where I've, I've struggled with depression and God set me free of that and there was so he started another tactic on me he started a few months ago and it's only happened about three or four times and I don't really think that I recognized it for what it was in the beginning at the first few times but the last time I recognized it and it was anxiety and I've never had, you know, issues with that in my life. Um, never experienced it. But anyway, I was, a couple months ago, I had an anxiety attack. And that's the one that I began to think, uh-uh. You know, this ain't, this is just not me. This shouldn't be happening. And it went away and it didn't happen again until about three days ago. Robbie and I were sitting in the living room watching TV and all of a sudden I felt it. I felt it coming upon me and I don't, I guess, you know, it's hard to explain what it feels like except if you've had them, you understand. And it began to come upon me and I recognized it immediately for what it was. And I began to get mad. I began to get mad at the devil and I got up and I walked into my bedroom and I got in there. Don't ask me why I went in my bedroom. Trey already did. <laughs> I, I walked in the bedroom and I began to just cry out to God and say, God, you've got to heal me of this. I recognize it for what it is. And I begin to tell the devil, you have no place. You have no place in my life. And I will not allow you to bring this upon me because I knew, I recognized it for what it was. I knew it. It was revealed to me. And I knew what it was. And I decided it ain't going to happen. You might think it is, but it ain't going to happen. And I got mad at the enemy. I tell you, I got mad. And I put him in his place and I put him on the run. And I tell you what, y'all, I am telling the truth. This is God's honest truth. I was standing there after I prayed, and I was thanking God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for healing me. Thank you for healing me. Thank you, God, for setting me free. And all of a sudden, I felt something in my stomach that has never happened to me before, y'all. And the only best way I can explain it is that, you know, when your stomach rumbles, that's what it felt like, like my stomach just started rumbling and, and I could feel the movement in my stomach. And I felt it as it just come up like this. 
And I felt it leave my body out of my head. I'm not lying to y'all. I mean, it happened to me. And I knew then, I knew then. And y'all, the day before, I, I had accidentally gotten my curtain stuck way up there. I had pulled it up to let the sun shine in, and it went all the way to the top. I spent 10 minutes the day before trying to get that curtain to come down. And I decided, after I was through praying and calmed down from praying, I thought, you know, it's getting fixing to get dark, and I need to get that curtain down because I like my curtains down at nighttime. So I walked over there, and I just touched... All I did was touched the rope with the, my fingertips. It wasn't like this either. I touched it, and as soon as I touched that, boom, that thing fell down to the windowsill. It was so loud, Robbie was in the living room, and he said, Are you all right in there? <laughs> I said, Yeah, I'm okay. But y'all, as soon as it fell to the ground, I mean, to the windowsill there, I heard God say to me, just as I released that, I've just released you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we need to really pray for boldness for my mom. She's so shy. All right, baby, take us out with a good prayer. Father, we just thank you, God, for your sweet, sweet spirit in this place. Yes. We thank you, Lord, that there is power in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes. And Father, we, I thank you that just as mom said, we have authority because of your name. And so, God, as we go forth this week, I just ask, Lord, that you would remind us of that power that we hold, that we possess, God. And I just pray that you would just be with each and every person as they go forth this week, Lord, that they would spend that time with you. And Lord, that they would wait on you and that they would listen and hear your sweet voice, God, that it would be more clear than it has ever been. And Lord, that they would just say, God, wow, you are talking to me. And so, Father, I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you just go forth this week, God, and just renew us, strengthen us, encourage us by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. We would love to hear how God is moving in your life. Share your story by visiting theexchangechurch.org and click on connect to contact us.